This is the Mojo, the Meaning of Life and Business podcast, where life and business intersect. Hosted by Jennifer Glass, CEO of Business Growth Strategies International and BGSI Coaching. We are dedicated to your success. Welcome to another episode of Mojo, the meaning of life and business. A lot of times we are dealing with certain kinds of pain. We're dealing with certain kinds of anxiety. We're dealing with certain feelings of unease. And there's a lot of different things we can do for that. We can go medicinally, whether it's treating it with acetaminophen, ibuprofen for certain kinds of pain, or there's the epidurals uh, for other kinds of pain. And there's other ways that we can treat it. But one of the other things that we can do is we can look at how hypnosis can actually be used to help in treating pain. And I have a really great guest who's going to help us understand how hypnosis can actually be great, especially during the labor and delivery portion of anyone's life. But before I bring her on, let me tell you a little bit about her. She's founder and director of of Hypno Babies Hypnobirthing. Carrie Tushoff has loved being a childbirth educator, doula, speaker, and hypnotherapist for over 30 years. Teaching families to trust in their minds, bodies, babies, and the process of childbirth is her passion. And hearing healing birth stories is her joy educating people who need change and healing about the life-altering benefits of hypnosis for many physical and emotional issues is also paramount to Carrie. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love being here. Absolutely. Thank you. So Carrie, let me ask you, I mean, the whole idea of hypnosis, first of all, a lot of people, and we're going to kind of dive into the deep end first, a lot of people think hypnosis is woohoo kind of thing. How do you start talking to those people? Oh, goodness. Um, well, the first thing is to know is uh, that most people have a concept of hypnosis as what they see in stage hypnosis shows where somebody is plucked from the audience and supposedly made to quack like a duck or sing like Elvis or otherwise embarrass themselves. However, that is just a lot of fun. It's entertainment. It's silliness. It's a show. And that person wanted to come up there and be part of the fun, be part of the entertainment. Um, Real therapeutic hypnosis is different. So the first thing to know about that is that we are all in states of hypnosis all the time, every single day. So it's not woo-woo or airy-fairy or anything. It's what we do. It's what our minds do. So anytime we're reading something, whether it's a book or a tablet or a newspaper, something online, we're getting a state of hypnosis by virtue of our eyes going back and forth and our focus being very concentrated because real hypnosis is just focused concentration. And what we do in that state makes it, you know, very worthwhile. So 
also when we're waking up and going to sleep, we're always in a state of hypnosis. And whenever we are on a screen of any kind, you know, whether it's a phone or a tablet or a computer or a TV or a movie screen, we get into a state of hypnosis. Also, when we're driving, I think we've all experienced that thing where you're driving along and you're really concentrating on what's going to happen when you get wherever you're going or maybe even your grocery list for later on that day. And all of a sudden you're at a traffic light or you're at your destination and you kind of are wondering, <laughs> how did I get here? I don't remember the last few minutes. So you were in a state of hypnosis during that time. So these are light states, alpha states, but it is a state of hypnosis. So it is something that we do all the time. And it is nothing that it can ever be done to you. So all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. You choose to enter hypnosis and stay in hypnosis and accept the suggestions, which are the mental directives within the hypnosis session. And you can even choose to emerge from hypnosis or not. If you feel so good, you just want to stay there. Um, so we're always in hypnosis all the time. We're always in control. And uh, there's nothing religious about it or alien or weird. Um, and like I said, you're always in control. So people who say, well, I can't be hypnotized. Anyone can be hypnotized because we are all in states of hypnosis every single day. So it is not whether or not we can be, we can, we are. The question is, will you? And usually it's a little bit of fear of what's going to happen. You know, if I go into a deeper state of hypnosis, you know, I'm not really sure about this. That causes people to either A, not enter hypnosis or B, think they're not in hypnosis. It's very interesting as a hypnotherapist to note how many people, um, you know, they're following along with the induction of a hypnotic session. That is when we count backwards and, you know, uh, maybe imagine going downstairs, relax our body deeply, things like that. And they think they're not in hypnosis. But if you ask them in this hypnotic state to raise their that their arm is raising by itself their arm will raise by itself and then you'll say open your eyes and they'll see that their arm is raised and they'll be like oh, I didn't even think I was in hypnosis and they were and it doesn't feel like anything in particular that is another thing that many people think they think well I'm gonna I'm sure I'm gonna feel like I'm floating or I should be feeling like I'm really heavy, like everything, you know, oh, yeah, I can't even move. It's not like that at all. Some people do feel those things. Some people feel absolutely nothing at all. Some people feel a spot. They'll feel a spot here or maybe even on their cheek or their hand that just radiates something. And that is how their body manifests being in hypnosis. So Everybody is different and whatever your mind comes up with to manifest you being in hypnosis is perfect for you because it knows what you need. So I wanted to just question something on what you said. I mean, in terms of the hand raising. So I know for me, one of the things, and it happens 
by default, if I start saying how many of you, my hand just by default goes up. Is that just muscle memory though? Or is it that my brain is already... Um, it's it's possible that your brain is remembering that from childhood. <laughs> you know, teacher, how many of you did your homework or whatever? You know what I mean? We've seen that many, many times in training sorts of situations. But, you know, yeah, it could be a completely subconscious thing in, in some form or another. Okay. Because I know when I'm speaking and I start asking those questions, how many of you, my hand just pops up. <laughs> yes. Um, and also, you really do want people to acknowledge in their own way that they have done whatever it is you're asking about. Um, so you're just showing them what you want them to do. And that's actually called a waking suggestion. So it's not that we are in a relaxed state and we've counted backwards or whatever. We're still in a state of hypnosis and the suggestions we're giving people are hypnotic but it's in a waking state. And so speaking of that, just about anything you say to people is waking hypnosis. If they are paying attention to you. So if you're in a training situation, if you're a school teacher, if you are a clergy, if you're a doctor, a nurse, a midwife, a doula, or anybody in what somebody would consider a position of authority, what they consider a position of authority, their conscious and subconscious minds will pay much more attention to the messages you give and they will respond much faster and easier. And that's a state of waking hypnosis. Thank you. So let me ask you when we're talking about pain management and hypnosis, how does that actually help our body in the process? I mean, we believe that pharmacological benefit or pharmacological help is something that the FDA and other health agencies have said is fine, but how does hypnosis differ from the medicinal help? Well, so um, first of all, what we do is uh, what I need to explain that we need to reach the subconscious mind in order for any super beneficial effects to take place that doesn't mean that that we can't give people suggestions or affirmations on a conscious level and and they aren't positive and they aren't effective they are they very much are from a conscious part of the mind and what we needed to do is work with the subconscious now the subconscious is down in there pretty deep so it is what basically runs the show Everything happens first in the mind and then comes forward. And also the inner mind can be affected by the, con by the conscious mind and what happens in the conscious mind. So the subconscious mind is like a five-year-old. And, and when you tell it something, it just goes, oh, okay. As long as we've reached the subconscious mind. So in between the conscious and subconscious mind, there's something called the critical faculty and it's the guardian and the filter that sees, you know, says, well, we're going to let this down through to the subconscious mind, but not that. So we need to make it take a nap um, so that we can get directly down to the subconscious mind. And we do that with hypnosis. So we relax the body first and not in a way where we're laying on our couch and going click, click, click. 
but uh, from the head all the way down to the toes, even around the eyes, you know, the jawline, the neck, the, the shoulder muscles and everywhere that we hold a lot of tension, and then all the way down. And as soon as though all those body parts are soothed and relaxed, really relaxed, then we can relax the mind. And in that way of counting backwards or imagining going downstairs, things like that, we go down, down, down into the subconscious. Now, the subconscious mind is where it's a vault. So a vault full of everything that we've ever seen or done or heard or experienced is in there. So everything and all of our belief systems then. So what we need to do if we want to effect any change is to give those that subconscious mind, all those files and folders in the vault, a different set of software, depending on what we want to do. So for instance, if we want to have a better childbirth, then what we're doing is we're giving it messages, first of all, that pregnancy and birth are perfectly normal, healthy states to be in, that childbirth is safe, and so forth and so on. And then we go on and we give it more and more and more retraining that's updating the software that we are putting in to say that all of the sensations in birthing are uh, feeling like regular sensations like pushing, pulling, stretching, tightening, baby movements, all those things, but without all the pain associated with them that we would normally think of. So it's called hypnoanesthesia. And that's a real thing. So uh, people who are allergic to medical anesthetics, they have to have surgery anyway, or procedures or treatments. And so they have to, they work with a hypnotherapist ahead of time. And then during the pre procedure or treatment or surgery, they use only hypnosis and hypnoanesthesia so that the treatment or the surgeon's knife feels like a tingling sensation or pushing or pulling, you know, kind of stretching, tightening, whatever that is, but not the kind of pain that you would feel if a surgeon cut you open with a scalpel. So in the same way that we can do all of those things and have it be very, very effective, you can literally go into the subconscious mind and retrain it for just about everything. So if you have a phobia, for instance, you can go in, find that spot where the phobia first, you know, appeared in your life, and then literally reframe it and build a bridge to the rest of your life that doesn't have that phobia in it. And that subconscious mind gets retrained and reprogrammed and more software update until it's got it. The same thing is true with pain of just about any kind and of healing. So, yeah, I know there's people out there watching or listening to this and saying, you can't heal your body with just your mind. You absolutely can. There are so many people who have done it. You go down to the subconscious, you give it the suggestions you want for that specific healing and you keep retraining it and you keep updating the software until it's got it. And you will see healing happen. And the same is true with pain. We can eliminate pain, we can make it better. Um, there are people with chronic pain 
that no longer have chronic pain or pain of any kind because they've literally retrained their inner mind that when they say or hear a specific anchor, which is a post-hypnotic suggestion, the pain retreats. And it's very, very effective. And yes, you have to be willing to go there. You can't be one of those people that say, I can't be hypnotized. You absolutely can. The question is, will you? So um, hypnosis can be used for so many things. And there's another thing that I wanted to mention that has to do with pain. There is a book called The Way Out. And in it, you will learn how the brain processes pain and how it has processed pain since the time that you were a child. And sometimes we get to be an adult and the brain will glitch out and it will keep the pain loop going. It will keep a, a loop, a feedback loop going, even after a person is healed from whatever it is that they had going on. And so it's really good to learn how to train your brain to stop that that everything is safe, that there's no more healing that needs to be done except for the pain going away. So I wanted to mention that for people out there who have chronic pain, that you will learn all about the brain and how it works into that because it's super important. The mind is a separate entity from the brain. I know that sounds weird, but it is. The brain uh, has its own thing going on, you know, as far as neurology goes. We're talking about neurological um, feedback up and down the, you know, neurological systems that are in the body. I wanted to ask you something about what you said with the um, idea that when you're told a certain word that you can make the pain go away or whatever it is, can I tell myself that word or do I need someone else to tell me that word? Well, in the hypnosis session that helps instill that word, you know, it will be, it will have to have wording that says, anytime you think or say or hear this word, or it might even be turning on a light switch. Sometimes pe you, people will, uh, hypnotherapists will put in a post-hypnotic suggestion that anytime you turn a light switch on or off, that whatever it is we're working on is reinforced. So you do not need anything outside yourself in order to do hypnosis or use the post-hypnotic cues. I hope that answered it. I think it should. Um, and if anyone still has any questions, reach out and we'll certainly get that addressed. So Carrie, let me ask you, I mean, you are such an expert in this field. How did you become such an expert? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, it actually started for me way back when, when I was first having children. Before I had children, a friend of mine had a baby and she had it unmedicated. And I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> But I became fascinated. I thought everybody just went in and got an epidural. Um, but I became really fascinated and I became a childbirth educator. 
um, so that I could be part of that process. And I was also going to my students' births as a doula, which is a labor assistant. And I, you know, they were having these births, about 50% of them had unmedicated births. Um, and it was very painful, but I thought this is really doable. I can do it. If they can do it, I can do it. And so I got pregnant and I thought I knew everything there was to know about having a baby until I went into labor and had my own. <laughs> um, and my baby's head was turned around posterior. So that means the back of her head was scraping the nerves in my spine all the way down and out. And it's called back labor. And it was excruciating. So for about 36 hours, it was, it was, un, it was undoable. It was unbearable. I was terrorized to me in terror of the next contraction and the next one and the next one. And finally, I was just screaming to get some sort of relief. So I got wheelchaired across the, the street to the hospital where I met my new best friend. And that was the anesthesiologist coming at me with a great big long epidural needle to put in my back. And oh my gosh, it was glorious. And I got a very healthy respect from that uh, about people who choose epidurals or any other sorts of drugs or different ways to give birth than I had always envisioned in my head um, because I ended up having every intervention that one can have except a C-section. They had to push and pull the baby out. I was full of tubes and wires. Um, and I was actually traumatized after that. I was traumatized because of the pain, number one, and also the loss of my unmedicated birth and the way that I was treated as well at the birth center uh, by certain people who will go unnamed. And um, that stays with you. So I developed PTSD. And the way I got out of that was it took over two years and it was hypnosis, medication, and uh, and some therapy, not just hypnotherapy, but I started with therapy and then went to hypnotherapy because I wanted to get pregnant and I wanted it gone. And the hypnotherapy really did the trick. So that was my first taste of it. Then I gave birth to my son and it was only seven hours instead of a day and a half. And yet his head was turned around. I was screaming my head off. And my sister said to me, with tears in her eyes, this should never have to be this hard. And that was it. Right there in the middle of labor with my son, I said, you know what? Even if I never have another child and I didn't have another child, I am going to find a way that other people do not have to do this, you know, and come out of it traumatized and you know, not, not have a joyful start to their baby's, you know, life. And that's what I did. I went looking, I saw a TV show about a doctor who actually was a hypnotherapist and he provided hypnotherapy or hypnosis for his pregnant patients, the ones who wanted it. And I saw their births and I was like, that's it. So then I went looking for a regular, uh, a, a, hypno 
birthing program to join and I got trained by one and it was not what I wanted. I wanted a lot more hypno in the birthing. So I went out, I studied hypnosis, I studied hypnotherapy, I became a hypnotherapist. And then I found out there was something real called hypnoanesthesia by virtue of a program that was created by a man for pregnant women. It was called Gerald Kine's Painless Childbirth Program. And he had taken hypnosis and put it into a, a way that women could use it and still be able to move and walk and talk and move around and use helpful positions during birthing. And, and it created hypnoanesthesia. So I asked him after I took his training if it was okay if I put it into a childbirth program. And he said, I cannot wait to see what you create. And that was 22 years ago now, and um, it has been tremendous. And hundreds of thousands of people have done this. And to me, they are the heroes because they stepped out of the box and really looked for something that would give themselves more joy and more attunement to the entire process of birthing so that they could stay in tune with their own bodies, in tune with their babies, their birth partners, you know, the team that they had gathered around them for their birthing. And uh, it's just been amazing. So that's my story. And for 22 years, you've been doing this, which is pretty incredible. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now Hypno Babies has grown a lot because once people started hearing about it, then they wanted to teach it. So we have, you know, I created an instructor training program, and now we have hundreds and hundreds of Hypno Babies instructors teaching the class. It's a complete childbirth education course, so teaching that the class in their local communities. And we also have a self-study course that's being used all over the world, so people can just log on and do it at their own pace and uh that's that's why it's being used all over the world because they don't have to wait for physical materials they can start right away and it's just been amazing to hear from these people in in france and in africa and australia and everywhere you know how different it it was than they had maybe last birth or that their aunt told them if they're a first time mom, you know, how awful this is going to be. But then as soon as they started this program, they started realizing from the inside out and the outside in with affirmations and fear clearing and all the things that we have, that pregnancy and birth are absolutely normal. And you can look forward to your baby's birth. And I don't know, it's just the funnest thing to be a part of. So... So let me ask you, Carrie, if you were talking to our listener who has been listening to this and they're really just wondering, is this for me? Is it not for me? What would you tell them? You know, I think people really need to look at what their goals are, you know, um, we have first time parents who just don't want to have that first awful birth that they read about online. I don't know why 
we have so many people going on and reading awful birth stories, but we do. And, um, you know, they don't want that. They don't want the birth story that the lady in the supermarket comes up and tells them, you know, about how awful it was for her. They don't want the birth story from the coworker who's going, ah, rah, you should just get the epidural. So they don't want all of that. They want to be, you know, really, really aware and awake and, you know, and with it and feel everything that they should be feeling in their body and yet not be screaming. <laughs> so then we have second and third time parents who, you know, they don't want, they had an awful birth. They've had that trauma. They've been through it and they want something completely different. Um, and also how much time and effort and commitment are you willing to put into preparing for your baby's birth? Because there are a lot of people who are busy and they don't want to, they don't want to read the materials. They don't want to listen to a hypnosis track um, and relax every single day for 35 minutes. Um, that's okay. You know, if they don't want those things, then they can choose a different kinds of birth. But if you do want those things, if you do want to take advantage of and look at things differently, for instance, when you look at things differently, the things you're looking at are different. You know what I mean? That you have to have the perspective that this is really going to help you, that you really want something very different. and you know, make it your goal and make it your focus. So I wanted to ask you something because you mentioned 35 minutes a day. And I remember going through Lamaze, I think it was the end of the second trimester, the beginning of the third trimester is when that started. So the question is, when does this actually need to start? If you have 35 minutes a day that you have to be listening to these well, sessions? It's... It's a six week course. So you're learning the course for six weeks. And then there's a maintenance period, meaning that you continue to listen to one main hypnosis track a day after that, but there isn't any more reading. There's no more corroborating, you know, articles about everything, because again, this is a complete childbirth education course. So there's a lot more than hypnosis in it that is important about how to create your own birthing and be empowered and not get your, your labor managed. Um, so we suggest that people start by at least 30 weeks. And uh, then, you know, uh, the main hypnosis track is, is 35 minutes and there's an affirmations track uh, that's, it's probably about 40 minutes, but you can listen to it anytime. The hypnosis tracks, you have to be laying down or sitting down in a very relaxed position with your eyes closed, undisturbed, dim lights, things like that. And um, so you have to know that you're going to have that the affirmations track can be listened to when you're driving or cooking or playing with the other children or whatever it is and that helps to keep you focused from the outside in while the hypnosis keeps you focused from the inside out and keeps building on the software for an easier more comfortable birthing and um yeah i mean it's 
we have people who have five, six kids and with every single one of them, they start the program over again, go over every single word so that they can make sure that they remember why they're doing what they're doing, how they're doing what they're doing. And also the whole childbirth education part, the risks, the benefits, the alternatives of all of the common interventions that are out there and how to determine for yourself we don't tell you, but for yourself, what it is exactly that you would like to happen and create your own birth plan and then how to, you know, talk to the staff and when you get in there and ask all the right questions, if anything challenges your birth plan, because that's what it's all about. It's about asking the questions to them. Well, what you suggest this, what are the benefits? What are the risks? What are the alternatives? What is your inner wish? your own intuition, your own gut tell you, what if we do nothing and okay, thank you for the information. Now we will discuss and decide this. Everybody is taught how to do that so that they are fully educated and empowered on, you know, really what's going on when they're in there. Thank you. So Carrie, let me ask you, there's a couple of questions I like just hearing from my guests how they see things, why they see things, things along those lines. So the first question that I have for you is if you were going to go back 15, 20 years and you're going to tell yourself, do this instead of that, is there anything that you would say make a pivot in your business, in your life that would have put you on a different trajectory today or would you be on the same path? I think, and I don't want this to sound the wrong way, I think some people will understand this and some people won't. I think I would tell myself not to give so much away. Um, I've given away a lot of product. I've given away a lot of my time, my energy, my love to people who don't appreciate it. I'm glad I did. However, there's a limit. So I would say don't give so much away. You know, um, I would do more broad things. I would do more presentations <laughs> rather than, you know, what, what I did before and put it out there for the general public to really educate them what hypnosis is and isn't, you know, what hypnobabies is and isn't and all these things. Um, it's okay. It's okay to, to give away and not expect anything back. And that's not what I mean. What I mean is that I don't think that some people can really benefit from things that are free. Do you understand what I mean? Like they don't value them. I completely understand that. A thousand percent completely understand that. Um, it's amazing because my mom keeps telling me, stop giving it away. And I totally get that. Um, but yes. So thank you. Yeah. Another question that I have for you is how do you define success? Well, 
when you've reached a point, I guess, where you are excited to get up and in the morning and do everything that you do, you know, spend the time that you spend in the morning doing whatever it is that, you know, helps you get started for the day, whether that's meditation or three cups of coffee, whatever it is, you know, walking your dogs and then you're, you're happy to do what you do for a living. You're happy because you're helping people uh, in some way. To me, that's success, I think. I mean, obviously the financial part of it is is wonderful too when you're financially successful and you don't have to worry and you don't have to stress. Those are parts of success. But I think a really successful person gets up in the morning and just really is happy about life. So, and so you, I'm guessing, consider yourself success, successful. Yes. Good. Great. So Carrie, let me ask you, people have been listening to our conversation for the last give or take 30 minutes, and they're really interested in learning more. How can they get in touch with you? Well, we have a really extensive website at hypnobabies.com that can answer just about any question that you have. We have a lot of different uh, tracks and courses and things uh, for with hypnosis at hypnobabies-store.com. And I also encourage anybody who has more questions or has specific things that they want help hypnotherapy help for you can email me at director at hypnobabies.com because we do have hypnotherapists on staff at hypnobabies that help people with just a myriad of things. And one of them specializes in birth trauma. So for one of them, for people who have been through childbirth and it affects their lives the way that it, that it went to be able to find more joy and again, build a bridge to the rest of your life and maybe a future pregnancy, if you so choose. It really does help to get hypnotherapy. And there's nothing wrong with cognitive therapy or any other kinds of therapy. It's just that hypnotherapy gets down to the subconscious, to the root of where all things start and help you reframe. So that's that. Thank you. And so, Carrie, thank you so much for being my guest on the show today. Well, you're welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, thank you. And as you're thinking about your own journey, whether it's going to be in labor and delivery, it's going to be in life in general, remember that life does not only have to be medicinal. There's other kinds of ways that you can look at it. Again, you need to just have an open mind. If you have an open mind, you can really change a lot in terms of the way that you're seeing things and the way that you're experiencing things. The more that you can be paying attention to that, the easier things can potentially be down the road. But again, it's having that open mind. Are you willing to accept feedback? Or are you not willing to accept feedback? On the business side, very often I'm speaking with clients and they shut down when it comes to giving back feedback. And on the other side, in life, we all need that. We have to have an open mind. We can't change if we don't. Hypnosis is a great way of looking at what we can do 
and in labor and delivery, it can really be a major saver to so many women as they're going through that process. So reach out to Carrie at hypnobabies.com. You can uh, take a look at that site, find all the information. And again, hypnobabies-store.com. If you're looking at getting any of the uh, products that Hypnobabies has. On that note, this has been another episode of Mojo, the meaning of life and business. And until next time, here's to your success. This has been another episode of Mojo, the meaning of life and business podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review, liking us, or reaching out to us. You can contact us at bgsicoaching.com and let us know what you think. Thanks so much again for listening.